Welcome back again to the Chasing Tone podcast with your friend, fellow human, guitar player, extraordinaire, kind of sort of, Brian Wampler and his bestest buddy, Blake Wyland from his own podcast called the Tone Mob Podcast. And together, we are Team Chasing Tone Mob. Team Chasing Tone team. Mob. Yeah. We need capes. We I need like, capes. Hey, your wife could help us with that. My wife makes makes capes. Yes, that's true. You mm. can check out her business online at, uh, what is it called? It's called My Hero Headquarters. Yeah. So look that up. If you're looking, in, if you're looking for, you know, hero capes for your kids, my wife's so there you go. I'm an adult, and I want one for myself. Uh, it, oddly enough, there are a lot of adults that buy capes, like you know, like team, like team, different team organizations that buy stuff, or I'm sorry, mm-hmm. that, you know, do stuff. Uh, uh, like cosplayers like, and stuff. Well, some of that, but like there was a like a Ninja Warriors group that was on TV recently that bought a bunch of capes that were all branded because she does like custom capes, right? They're boutique oh, gotcha. capes. They're not like boutique capes. Yeah, they really are. I mean, they're not like. Hey, look, I bought these capes from China. Here you go. You know, that like mm-hmm. she makes everything by hand. But anyways, this is not about capes. This is about guitars. It is. Yeah. I like guitars. But I'm going to charge her for that little advertisement there. <laughs> she doesn't oh, know it. Yeah. Send my invoice. Oh, yeah, you will. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded bad. That's not what I mean. Anyways, <laughs> get your mind out of the gutter. So, Blake, I know last week. We had uh, a guest host, uh, Mac McGovern. I'd like to thank Mac for filling in for me. I'd also like, like to thank him for, uh, you know, uh, stepping down. Let me take control of the company again. Really appreciate that. Well, uh, yeah, I was really, I'm glad you, you and Leslie were able to work out the legal details surrounding your, your disagreement. It, it, it involved, it involved a, a, a arm wrestling contest, you know. And uh, what I found out is when you're arm wrestling, if you uh, kiss mm-hmm. the guy on the mouth, and uh, you know that usually breaks his concentration. If that doesn't work, just punch him with your left hand, <laughs> right square in the nose. <laughs> that always works. See, because that's the trick. That you got to have rules. No one ever thinks of rules like that. No kissing, no punching in the mouth during the. You know. So, anyways, so I'm, I'm just I'm just thinking, what kind of what kind of guy is it that like is in the middle of an arm wrestling match, receives a kiss. From the competitor and is unfazed by it. But do you have a problem? To where you actually need to progress to step do, two where you're punching him. Do you have a problem with that? I, no, I, I'm just I, wondering, like, how, I, like, I, like, regardless of your, your preferences, if you got kissed out of nowhere, I think you'd be like, what the? Especially from a dude you was arm yeah, wrestling. Yeah, well, I gotta admit, you know, if you're in the heat of arm wrestling and a guy kissed you, you'd be thinking, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're supposed to be arm wrestling, not hugging and kissing. You know, right? I think you would if you were completely unfazed by it. Like, like you needed to progress to step this, two with the slug this is in the a Georgia, nose. Yeah, like this is not a man that you want to punch in the that's, nose because this is a guy that right. can this probably is a take Georgia a hit. satellites. Joan, Georgia satellite zone. No huggy, no kissy. <laughs> you know, I don't get it. What's the Georgia satellite zone? Got to keep your hands to yourself, dude. Oh, what's Georgia have to do with it? You young bucks, I swear. So back years ago, there was a song called, no, I'm kidding. look it up. Keep your hands to yourself. Part of the lip. Anyways. Okay. Anyways. So, <laughs> oh, you're killing me. Killing me. So, I've got a big one for you today. 
Okay, got a, I'm ready. Got a good topic, and I think uh, I think mm-hmm. our, our listeners are going to enjoy it as well. I hope they do. Um, and I know my answer is certainly all over the place. I'm curious to hear your answers. Uh, we in, in past like maybe. One of the first episodes, I think we kind of talked a little bit around this with Travis and Max and stuff. And the question is this. My question is this. Blake, how do your mm-hmm. guitar heroes influence your tone these days? And, you know, as a second question, if you're like me, I'm sure you started out with a set of guitar heroes when you're playing and things kind of evolved over time. So how has that changed things as well? Right. That's a that's a good question. And today is a is a really good day to to address that actually, because something new sort of ish developed uh, along those lines. Uh, but I'll start kind of, I guess, who are some of my guitar tone heroes? Um, hmm. So I grew up like when I really started thinking about guitar and guitar playing, a lot of it was focused around like punk rock and like metalcore and some heavier stuff that the guitar tone was kind of thought of as secondary um at the time to me it was more just like yeah listen to this heavy music oh it's so good uh gotta go you yeah. know rock yeah. out um I've been and even though i was in myself. a band yeah. i still didn't really think about the tone that much um it was just like how do i get as much distortion as i can possibly throw at this thing i know crate so been there, um, yeah, and, and I and I have uh, also been the guy that turns the gain all the way up. Got to have that gain all the way up, and then like, why did to. my tone disappear? I mean, I'm playing like I sounded great at home, but now like I'm in the context of a band, and I I disappeared like totally. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, there was this this crate amp I had and still have, just because it's not worth anything to get rid of it. Um. Uh, that actually, it actually has a pretty decent clean tone on it, surprisingly, but I always thought of it as my high-gain metal amp, because it had that, like, you know, sometime in the, like, late 90s, early 2000s, everyone was doing, like, the preamp gain thing, like, it wasn't so much about power tube soaking, it was just, like, Mesa Boogie preamp game, simply, uh, and that's basically what this amp would do in solid-state form, and I didn't know it at the time, but, like, I was like, man, it sounds great when you... Turn on the lead channel, max the gain, and turn the shape knob all the way up. Wait, so is this not knowing like, that the shape knob? Is this knob, the G forty? No, it's the. Oh, I had one of those. I think I it's called the XT one twenty. Okay, yeah. The XT one twenty. I had the G forty that had the shape like, knob, and I actually liked that quite a bit. Uh, well, I mean, I was like fifteen years old at the time, but still, you know, <laughs> for what I mean, I could afford, and you know, the stuff I was into, it was okay. Yeah, I well, I found out, like, as I, you know, started figuring out what things actually do, uh, that the shape knob just scooped all the mids out on this one. <laughs> so, I was like, why can't yeah, I hear myself? That's basically what the oh, shape does, yeah. There's it's, the reason. It's an additional, uh, take the mids out control. Yep. Mm-hmm. But it does, I mean, like you said, by yourself, it sounds amazing. Anyway, I kind of went off topic. Well, when I started listening to some of the bands that I really liked and really focusing on it, like, some of these guys had really good guitar tone, um, and the primary one that I always point to is, I think, especially on their last two albums, I think Social Distortion has some of the best straight-up, like, rock and roll guitar tone ever. Um, it's just, it's so full and rich, and it just, it sounds so good. Um, and that's what I meant by today is a good day to talk about that, because I You joined Social Distortion, a, didn't you? 
I did. I joined Social D. I'm going on the road. See you later, everyone. I won't be podcasting for a while. I'm living the rock and roll lifestyle. Uh, no, but it's it's kind of cool. So I just did a, a, a Tone Mob episode with Adam from Satellite Amps, who actually makes amps for them. Um, and a lot of the le- recent record was using his amplifiers. Wow. And, yeah. And so I was talking to him about it, and and I, there's a specific song called Bakersfield that, like, when it kicks in, and I've said this, I think I said it on that episode too, like, my wife doesn't care about guitar tone at all, but even she was like, the guitar sounds really good on that song, so it's it's pretty it's pretty obvious. Um, <laughs> but you know, Adam was like, you know what, I'll do, uh, I'll I'll text Johnny and we'll see exactly what signal chain they used in recording that album and we'll try to get you, you know, as close as we can. So I'm pretty excited about that. That's so pretty cool, man. I guess yeah, how do my guitar That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Like how do my guitar heroes influence my tone? I say that's a pretty big one. Um I'm gonna try to replicate the signal chain from a song that I love. So um that's pretty huge. Yeah, that that reminds um, me of the video I just put out the, um, uh the, this last week about getting uh Brent Mason tone. And uh, I am actually planning on watching that. I'm excited yeah, so, about that video. You know, I, I did a video and get like the old school Brent Mason tone, you know, which like Alan Jackson, the George mm-hmm. Strait, the, you know, Brooks and Dunn, like, like the era where country music was still country music. You know what I mean? Yep. I sure do. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I did, I did some picking and a grinning on it. And, uh, and then of course I made the video. I sent it to Brent Mason himself. And, uh, hold on. Let me pick this. Uh, let me pick that up. I think I dropped a name there. And, um, so yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I, I sent it to Brent himself and, and, uh, he got a kick out of it and he, his response was Brent who? <laughs> Such a humble guy, man. It's so cool. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I can, I can totally relate. Like, that's a really cool thing to, and I'm sure like more than likely, I don't, I, mean, I, I don't know. Sure. But more, I bet you that like, that's probably going to lead to lead to a relationship of some sort where. Like you could probably hook up with the social distortion guys and they'll be on the Tone Mob podcast or something, you know? Well, one would hope <laughs> that would be pretty cool. I've seen them, uh, seen them a couple times in concert. They're one of my favorite bands. Been listening to them since I was like probably twelve years old. So, um, start out with port- this, sir. What's that? I, um, I, sir, says I said, start out with this, sir. I would love to be your guitar tech, unpaid, just purely for my pleasure. Is that works, how I should start? Works every time about 10% of the time. Oh, okay. All right. I'll give that a go. Because um, that doesn't sound creepy at all. <laughs> no, it's not. No. And once you watch my video, you'll also notice that uh, I did do the stalker thing on Brent Mason, too. So You did? I did. Like, you were outside his window? Dude, That's how you know what his rig was? Because you were, like, uh, creeping? It was, it was creep. Like, like, I named my son Brent. After Brent Mason, before I knew Brent Mason, like I was that kind of a fan. I was super fan. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, that's uh. Yep, and then that's intense. Then we had a second kid, and I wanted to name her Brent's knee. You know, <laughs> like not Brent. And you couldn't pull that one off. Yeah, I, 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 it was either that or Paisley, and uh, you know, she wouldn't have that either. Now we're divorced. <laughs> So, you know, what's that tell you? You know, 
tells me that you want to marry Brent Mason or Brad <laughs> I mean, Paisley. That's what I've I got. I've got a lot of feelings for Brad and Brent. Yeah, I, like I'm, I got some serious man crushing going on. Boy, it sounds like it. I'm telling this is, you, man. this is taking it to a whole nother level. <laughs> I got some serious man crushing with my guitar heroes. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, so, I'm surprised so you know, like you... they send a pedal back and they're like, "Hey, can you, you know, uh, I, I got this and I need to switch your place." And I'm like, "Oh, his foot touched the foot switch." <laughs> Do you sniff it? Oh, I like I, I put it next to the nightstand so when I wake up I see it and I'm like. Oh my goodness! Yeah, <laughs> I'm just getting this image. Uh, let me let me let me absorb this for a second. There's like a broken foot switch, and you're just staring at it longingly. Like I, of all the foot switches in all the land, I, you yeah, are the finest. I hold it up to the light, and the light twinkles off of it. Yeah, I know. And then you're on to your uh, your third divorce. <laughs> No, this one knows I'm a freak. She knows I'm like strange and weird. She just she's the only one to put up with it. <laughs> oh, you probably told her beforehand. The others got thrown off. Pretty much. The other one's like, yeah, uh, you got something wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can't beat that. Like I thought I was like, well, now I'm gonna migrate to my other, you know, guitar influence. I'm like, well, I can't top that. No, no. I really can't. No, 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 no. Go. No. You, you, you got. Yeah, keep, keep going. I, I, I totally didn't mean to interrupt you in that. I'm sorry. I just, I, I had to throw that out there because, like, I could see you like watching social distortion. Like, one day, one day, I will know these guys. And, and now you're like, you're like, you've ran like five thousand miles, and you got like five hundred feet to go, and you're so close. You know, <laughs> so close. Uh, I, 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 they're one of my favorite bands. I, I, I don't think that if I was fixing their pedals, I would worship the foot, foot switch. I can't, I can't imagine myself going quite there. Well, that's not go worshiping the foot switch. I'm just saying, you know, hold it in high esteem. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> just, <laughs> okay. Well, maybe high, in high esteem. We can go there. Uh, plus, they're not going to send me a pedal to work on because then I would break it more. So I, I do have to admit, and this is totally honest. So the first pedal I modified for Brent was a blues driver. Brent Mason was a blues mm -hmm. driver. Um, I have that pedal now. It's in my you know storage place. And he mm -hmm. also gave me he his uh, he just gave it to me his Boss CS2 compressor that he used all through the '90s on all that stuff. Now that thing that's pretty cool. That, that like to me like that was cool as hell like like seriously like mm -hmm. this it's like it's this is like a huge part of the sound that inspired me to be you know inspired me to do like all this stuff with guitar pedals like this is the pedal that like created me you know what i mean <laughs> no that actually is really really cool that's that is awesome that kind of stuff is 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 really sweet i mean like i've seen bands i've seen bands put up things for sale, uh, you know, that they used on certain records. And, um, I don't know if you know this band or not, but there's a band called out of Chicago called the Lawrence arms. No, I don't, I don't, I'm sorry. They're a punk rock outfit. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, they wrote one of my favorite records of all time, which is called Oh Calcutta. And I found out like months later that they put the Telecaster they used for auction uh, like on eBay or something. This Hold on, Hold, five whoa, years whoa, ago. Let's stop right there. First of all, first strike. Why would anybody sell a Telecaster? Okay, first strike. 
Well, so, I agree. No, no. But they did. Uh, that, that's the point. So they 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 put this Telecaster. Well, up. you need you need to talk to them and say that's about. I idea. don't know them. I don't know them. I've seen them live a couple years ago. It was amazing. Uh, but they put it up for sale on eBay. It ended up going for like four hundred and sixty bucks. I was like, no, you're kidding. Uh, me. I'm like, I can't believe you know. Like, I don't think it was anything super special. I think it was like a Mexican telly that they'd, you know, played on the road and, you know, whatever. But the point is, it was used on one of my favorite records, and I totally yeah. could have bought it. Yeah, it's... Yeah, totally. I totally get where you're going. Yeah. Like, it could have been Absolutely. a Squire and been overpriced. I wouldn't have cared. I would have bought that for right. 460 bucks. Yep. Um, yep. So I still kick myself over that. It was it was super cheap. I don't remember exactly the number, but it was in that ballpark. It was like... Ugh. Could have had it. If I've only known, I've been paying attention. Anyway, so. So, anyways, okay, so so the the social distortion guys, mm-hmm. how did that lead you to where you are now with with your chase for country? Well, um, I don't think it's fully played itself out yet, because <laughs> I still have to get uh, get the the amp and figure out the chain. But I have been kind of trying to replicate it with the certain overdrive pedals and then watching their rig rundown is actually what led me to find satellite in the first place. Like before I ever even had a podcast or did anything in the gear world. Um, so the satellite guys are really cool. I, uh, we do a lot of amp shows or we have in the past mm-hmm. and they're there at a lot of them and they're always super nice guys. Oh yeah. They're, they're, they're super awesome. I don't want to just regurgitate everything that I said on that earlier podcast, but like, yeah, don't of, do that, or I'm just going to, like, copy your podcast. I'm just going to download your podcast and just paste it here, you know? So. <laughs> you could. So, you could paste so, this next part. But, no, but seriously, like, everyone, if you're into that stuff, check out Toma Podcast. Hey, so there you go. Continue on, Mr. Wyland. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, that, that chase is still ongoing. Um, as far as, like, other guitar heroes... Um, I've kind of like looked at what some some bands have done in the past. Like another like favorite of all time for me is uh Thrice. And early on, they kind of are one of the ones that made me realize that you don't always need the exact gear to like get the tone. Like sometimes guys are just that good. Cuz I remember looking at some rig rundowns from years ago and I was like what are they using all this, like, Line 6 and Variac stuff? I never would have guessed that's what they were using. Because it actually sounded good. And any time I've ever used that stuff, I couldn't get a good tone out of it to save my life. So, that was kind of interesting. Yeah. It's in the hands, brother. It's in the hands. A, a lot of it is. I mean, I think it's I think it's important, you know, on both sides. But that was one of the first times I was like... How are they getting those sounds out of that stuff? Whenever time I pick it up, it sounds like plastic. Well, I mean, I I got to drop this name again, but it's just the truth. So, um, in the course of my building pedals career, um, I like made a pedal board for Brent Mason. I like, Mm -hmm. you know, like made the entire thing, wired it, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, in the process, in fact, if you go on our YouTube channel, you'll find like a really old video from like eight years ago, like when YouTube first started. And it was me with like a cheap little camcorder showing Brent playing through like his entire rig, like everything he had that goes to the studio, him playing through that. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, at one point he's like, all right, I got to gotta hit the restroom. 
And I'm like, Mr. Mason, can I play your guitar? He's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. And I played it, and I was utterly disappointed. Hmm. Do what? Like, you didn't like the guitar, or you just didn't like how because it sounded? Because up to that point in my life, I thought that if I bought every piece of gear that my Guitar Hero had, I would sound like my Guitar Hero. Guess mm-hmm. who I sounded like? Brian I sounded Wampler. pretty close to the same thing. Or... But I sound like I was playing through some really nice stuff. <laughs> but I still, but like, <laughs> like, I'm like, it's like, I don't sound, when I play this solo, like, Brent, I don't, I don't sound like, how come I don't sound like that? I'm like, it's just the, it's just the way he plays. And, and another story to kind of, kind of, you know, go a little sideways there. I was, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I really don't mean to bring Brent up so much in this, but it's just, it's just, he, he's, <laughs> he was such a huge influence on me. I kind of have to. So, uh, for my birthday one year, uh, he, he let me come and just basically, he's like, you know, you've been wanting a, a guitar lesson. Uh, if you watch my video, you'll know a, more of the story about why I wanted a guitar lesson. But anyways, so he gave me a guitar lesson and he had like a little, I don't even know if it was like a pig nose or it was like a little PV amp. Like it was like a little, little bitty amp with like an eight inch speaker. And he was playing, and I was like, holy freaking cow. How in the world are you sounding like that? And he's like, here. And, and I just, I couldn't make it sound like that. And so at that point, I'm like, you know what? It's, it, it, there is so much going on between the ears and the heart and the hands and like all this stuff. The way, there's all these other things that have nothing to do with like, where's your bass set on your amp? You know, where's your mid-set? It, it, it's not about that. No, it, it, I mean, I, I, I do kind of go like halfway in and, between the and fingers. I, so, and, sorry to interrupt you. Oh, sorry no, to interrupt not. you, but you I had to throw this in. I know this sounds really weird from a guy that makes a pedal that's a signature pedal that Brent Mason and Brad Paisley use. Like, this is really, this is something that no other pedal company would do is like, admit this. You know what I mean? But I think that like, all of our audience, all of our customers, I tell, and everyone asks me, I tell them the same thing. Like, if you're buying this pedal to sound like Brent Mason, you're going to be disappointed. Because the truth is, what you need to do is, and I've said this before, more Mel Bay, less eBay. You need to practice. You need to get, the, you need to get your technique down. Then buy the stuff, and then you will like hear all these differences between all these different overdrives and all these different compressors and all these different whatever, you know? That, that, that's when you'll hear the, all these differences that you're like, I get it now. I get it. I get it. Oh, sorry. I was just on eBay. I wasn't paying any attention. What <laughs> did you sell, say? Selling all your Wampler pedals, right? <laughs> no, no. I, yeah, selling all my Wampler pedals. I, 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 I don't need these just, anymore. Just, I'm not going to sound like Brad Paisley. Let's get rid of this thing, right? Well, I, I, uh, first thing I did was put this. The, I don't know where I even got this Leviathan, but I definitely got to put this on eBay. That's for sure. Uh, I don't know where it came from. No idea. Had it for had it for so long. I don't even know where it came from in the first place. I put that there on eBay. Uh, anyway, um, I've got yeah, yeah, I was say, Oh yeah, did, I actually kind of you forget the topic because I can help you out here. I got, I got more. I got more stuff. Uh, no, I remember the topic, but we're, 
we're going back. Yeah, we're going back to that tone fingers argument that will yeah, never so, be settled. Yeah, I, but this, like, I, I, that's a very I, passionate I a little... argument for me. So for all who listen to this podcast, both of you, I'm sorry, but like I'm extremely passionate about this part. Yes. So what I'm what I'm gathering from you is, and it's something similar to what I've absorbed too. Even though I'm super jazzed about recreating this social D signal chain, I know I'm not going to sound like Mike Ness. Or, you know, when I get done, like, I know it's still going to sound like me with really good gear, but, you know, it, at least, I don't know, I'm still excited about it, though. I, uh, I, uh, I already sound like me with pretty good gear, so I guess, I don't know. I don't know why I'm so excited about it, but I am, so, there. <laughs> I, I think a big part of it, and I, I know with me at least, I, I think that it's, um, like, I get great joy out of buying the gear that my heroes use. You know, and I always have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said, when I was younger, I thought that that was that if I just buy that guitar or I just buy that amp, then boom, I will be able to play everything he does. I would sound exactly like him. And that's just not true. But it does give me great satisfaction on having the same thing that they have. So I know I'm at least partially, you know, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm kind of on the way there. And plus, it's just, it's got this cool factor to it that, like, I'm playing the pedal, the the exact same pedal that Brad Paisley or whoever uses. You know, it's not like the stuff that we send to Brad or to Brent. It's it, it's not like we take a pedal off the line. Like, you know what we need to do? We need to make this one sound good. Like, we don't do that. It's just they say, "Hey, can you send me another uh, Paisley drive?" Yep. We just go to the shelf, pull one off, and ship it to them. There's, you know, it's exactly dead mm-hmm. on the same exact thing. That you I, uh, to now, now to argue with you a little bit, uh, since we've kind of shifted gears but from what we originally started talking about, but we, t- we tend to do that. that that's kind of, uh, that's kind of how this podcast works. Yeah, it's, it's con- we start with one place and it just morphs into something. Yeah. So, uh, you know, with the, there is an argument to be had for the gear though, at the same time, like you're not going to hear, uh, you know, nobody's going to play, I don't know, like Slayer on a ukulele like that's i mean they could but it's not going to sound the same uh you know so, so i don't know a few years back we had a we had a friend of mine named uh uh well it doesn't did, did, anyways a friend of mine played uh, an acdc song on a ukulele came out just great i'm sure it sounded good but it didn't sound like back in black really like you recognize the song but it's like well a, you're not it, it's yeah, not like I mean, well can't yeah, even tell a difference it, it sounded like back in black on a ukulele. Yeah. yeah. That's my point, is the gear does matter. Like, you probably wouldn't have... They, you know, they probably wouldn't have wrote back in black on a violin. Like, it needed to be an electric guitar. Of so, course. to say but, that but the gear doesn't in, matter, I don't know. But, yeah, Some people I, take yeah, it to an true. extreme. I mean, I mean, back in black on a, a, a crate G40, you know, like I had. Or back in mm-hmm. black on, uh, let's say, a Gorilla amp, you know, little six-inch speaker or whatever. Not mm-hmm. going to sound the same. No. But it, you know what? But, I mean, but, no matter what it is. But you throw a plexi drive in front of that thing, back in black all day long. <laughs> all you need is Wampler pedals. That's all you need. This product. More eBay, less Melbay. Wait, more hold on. eBay, Are we less, mixing our messages? More eBay, less Melbay. Yep. That's right. This, pro- this this sponsorship brought to you by. 
Wampler Pedals Incorporated. So, sorry, I, I've, I've, totally, I've totally no. derailed you in a million different ways. So, <laughs> I don't even know where to go from here. I don't even think I can pick the pieces up and try to salvage this. Okay, so I'm, I think I'm it's little, just I, done. I've taken over the conversation Basically, entirely. Blake, you tell me where this has led to you in your life, Casey Tone. You love social distortion. You want this. You like that stuff. Tell me how this has affected you. <laughs> it affected me because now I'm here. Well, actually, if you really want to kind of narrow it down, it's actually affected me uh, in more ways than just gear, really. Because, like, two years ago, you know, that it, it just started... I don't even know where I'm going with this. Basically, like, the Tone Mob podcast was born out of, like... I th like the tagline for the website is the never ending pursuit for the ultimate guitar tone. Uh, I would have never done any of that stuff if I didn't care about getting sounds, whether they were sounds from my guitar heroes or sounds that I had never even heard created yet. It just kind of was born out of that, you yeah. know, excitement. Yeah. And so I guess this is, you know, this has become a big part of what I do. Uh, you know, between this podcast, my podcast, you know, helping people in the gear world, you know, with whatever problems they might be having. Uh, it's actually led in places I never anticipated. Yeah. So I guess and that's I can... the, the end of it. I, I never I never thought I would be selling, you know, pedals or working on projects with companies right. to develop new things. I never dreamed of that like two and, years and ago. And I can totally relate. It's I happening. Mean, you know, if, if it wasn't so. for my pursuit of tasting guitar tone, I would have never started modifying pedals, which led me to start building pedals, designing and creating new stuff, you know? I just wouldn't have. I, I'd have played my, uh, I don't even know what I was playing at that time, you know? But, I mean, I just, I just wouldn't have. It was, it was, I was obsessed, completely obsessed, and still am obsessed and I've told people this before, you know, the, the day that it starts being boring, the day that uh, I hang my hat up, I walk away from it. Mm-hmm. Find something else to do. Yep. And with that, well, I think it's a great place to end unless you got something else you want to add to it. No, I don't think so. That's, that's, uh, I feel like that's things that we've said before, but maybe not in that way. So uh -huh. there's a new thing. So for everyone listening, uh, I, I thrive personally. I thrive off of your con of your, your comments. So please send an email to podcast at wamplerpedals.com. You can always send one to Blake, whatever his email is. And what is it again, Blake? We can have this every time. Seriously. Info at, every time. Info at tonemob.com. I mean, I'm going to hang up this podcast right now. I'm done with this. I don't deserve this abuse. <laughs> Okay, so I'm a grown man. <laughs> I have feelings. I'm feeling at least one or two. So if you have any comments or questions, please please send us an email. Uh, if you like this podcast, or even if you hate this podcast, actually, if you love this podcast, leave us a review. If you hate this podcast, I'm sure there's a million other that you will like. <laughs> like, probably I'll give like you your Blake. money back. You probably like Blake's better. And uh, <laughs> and we will. <laughs> we will Talk to everyone next week. Thanks for listening.